Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at PayCargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, PayCargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. PayCargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the PayCargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the PayCargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how PayCargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. Hello, Air Cargo fans. This is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to Flying Talkers. We're glad you're here. Even in these challenging times, UPS employees around the world are delivering what matters for our communities by donating their time, their talent, and their treasure to generate social impact. Those words from Nikki Clifton, who's the president, Social Impact, and the UPS Foundation. A heartfelt thank you to every one of our UPSers. Your commitment to support our neighbors and lifting communities is meaningful and inspiring. You see, the UPS Foundation is celebrating 70 years of giving back this November, apropos of Thanksgiving as we see it, and they're marking the occasion by reframing their vision to address today's most persistent problems defined by them and declaring goals to positively impact 1 billion lives by 2040. Quite a goal. UPS declares itself deeply committed to community involvement, especially in times of crisis, delivering hope and helping people in need. UPS employees and the UPS Foundation gave 123.3 million last year, Ms. Clifton said. Most recently in the U.S., even as COVID raged, UPSers donated more than $44 million to the United Way. So, we're wondering, what's going on with UPS right now? What's happening in various parts of the world? Take India, for example. UPS started a 747 flight connecting India directly to Europe and then providing connectivity to customers to North and Latin America markets five days a week 
The service connects Delhi to UPS International Hub in Cologne. The flight doubles its previous capacity for small and medium-sized business customers looking to grow their revenue base. The 747 flight, according to Deepak Srivastava, country manager UPS Express, at For India has only brought focus on India. India is an integral part of our international growth strategy, he said. It's why we opened a dedicated express terminal at Delhi Airport last year, he said. He went on to point out that the past months have been an inflection point for international supply chains. But we're ready. We've been in business for more than a century, far longer than any of our competitors. And there's one thing we know how to do, it's how to turn challenges into opportunities. India is a priority market for UPS, he said, and our goal is to deliver what matters for customers and communities in India. Small businesses are the main engine for economic growth in India. According to the government, they have a clear vision for MSMEs to increase their contribution to the India's GDP to over 50% to achieve the target of 400 billion worth of merchandise exports in the current fiscal. So today, small businesses have the opportunity to partner with global logistics partners, it seems to make some sense, to scale up business without integrating these capabilities internally. In other words, they benefit from flexibility, advanced technologies, and optimized and competitive supply chain solutions. We have continued to add capacity to our operations since startup in the very beginning. We have opened our express terminal at Delhi Airport, which is the largest facility for UPS in India. We continue to partner with the government and industry associations to share our knowledge and resources to support the growth of SMBs and their access to international markets. We also recognize, he said, that humanitarian aid is about a collaborative support for communities in need. The UPS Foundation announced a million-dollar commitment to fight COVID surge in India. The pledge is a combination of emergency funding, in-kind transportation movements of technical expertise to provide urgent relief, as well as strategic support. We coordinate with strategic partners to mobilize critical medical supplies, including oxygen canisters. The UPS Foundation supported UNHCR, the UN Refugee Agency, to move humanitarian aid from Dubai to Termez in Uzbekistan, a critical hub for providing assistance to the affected people of Afghanistan. UPS flew three rotations out of Dubai to Termez with relief material of more than 107 MT to help 35,000 affected people. So what are you going to do for India? That's the question on everybody's lips right now. We get past the great work you're doing on a humanitarian basis and the availability of your brilliant world service. As they like to say in show business that I hear often in my family, what have you done for me lately? Well, we're driven by what customers need, he said. India is an integral part of our growth strategy what we said. It's why we opened the place in the first place in Delhi, our largest facility. So the direct flight from India provides more visibility, better connectivity, and increased predictability to SMBs. We focused on what our customers need, and we're here to provide them the opportunities and challenges they face. 
It's all about moving our world forward and delivering what matters. At UPS, it's what we deliver that matters. In addition, say to our flights from Delhi to、uh, Europe, we've strengthened our network with the opening of our express terminal at Delhi Airport.、Uh, it gives our customers, especially businesses in North India, faster access to global markets. And UPS and the UPS Foundation have collaborated with International Trade Center, She Trades Initiative, in our shared mission to help women-owned businesses succeed in international markets by providing training. Skills and growth opportunities that allow them to better understand and benefit from international trade. We commit our resources and industry know-how to empower women through UPS's Women Exporters Program. UPS has partnered with the Ministry of MSME Government of India for the India SME Forum, a platform to share knowledge and information to better equip the SMBs to get. Exposure to new cross-border business opportunities, and encourage entrepreneurs to scale, innovate, and increase productivity. So we're marshaling the scale of our training, smart global logistics network to encourage innovation. We operate a lot of airplanes, 576 of them, and we sort. 22 million packages every day. I mean, the numbers are endless. We can go on and on and on about it. But we've been there. We've done that. We were over at Dubai on 2020. We were showcasing innovative and powerful aerocarbon solutions, such as electrically assisted cycles, on and off grid power technologies, revolutionizing every step of the logistics chain and transforming the way we deliver and will deliver. That matters. Now that the worst of the pandemic seems to be over, although that changes from day to day, we're wondering what are the takeaways from the tough times you've had. As logistics networks have been challenged, he said, over the past years, the need for resilient supply chain came out in full force. We witnessed many countries adopting inward-looking approach to building self-sustaining ecosystems, especially for essential supplies. Businesses are now looking to build flexible supply chains to safeguard themselves against any future shocks. This could mean that we will also. See shortening supply chains and moving manufacturers close to home, turning to intra-regional opportunities and alternate sourcing to secure supplies and available assembly capacity, in facing disruptions with some kind of power. We'll be back with more right after this. Well, our thanks to Rashid Fergadi for a most interesting dissertation upon what goes on over at、uh, UPS. We picked India to latch onto this、uh, UPS program that helps people everywhere in the world. We felt that that was a good place to start, based on the newness of that company to Delhi, and also some of the things they're doing. That are focused on doing good. I looked at a picture on on LinkedIn, or maybe it was on Twitter, of a great big chocolate cake. Looked pretty good too. 
I guess they must have sent that out to their offices around the world. Not, not in a let em eat cake uh, attitude, but a celebrate life attitude. Thought that was really right down on the ground. You know, it's very tough to talk to, to, to a UPS, to these big, big, huge, big companies. They have, they're very well versed in public relations. They have a lot of people that work in public relations. Hard to get through to the real story. But isn't it interesting that you can talk to people and always get to the heart? In most cases, all of us, we just want to talk about what we're doing that we're proud of, that makes us all feel good. Maybe it's the time of year. Uh, Diwali was just over, of course, and talking about that grand holiday. Apparently it was a good one. Spoke to Amar more about it, said it was just a fabulous uh, Diwali this year. Uh, Amar over at Kali Logistics. So it's tough to talk to people, tough down on the ground to talk to people because everything can be misinterpreted. <laughs> it can be taken the wrong way. A lot of money on the table all the time. But good to see these people at UPS with their great charity been going now for 70 years and that's no overnight sensation so thanks so much thanks so much Rashid for your time this is Jeffrey Aaron Flying Talkers 2021 brought to you today by the people of ATC from Frankfurt, Germany to the world, with offices open everywhere, ATC is the reliable general services and sales agent, GSSA, for top-rated customer satisfaction. If your airline is delivering service excellence, chances are ATC represents them somewhere. There's no secret sauce here. ATC's extraordinary expertise and service ethic harkens back to a time when results driven cargo executives were the product of a lifetime of best practices and great training. So contact ATC, One World, One Great Air Cargo GSSA. ATC Aviation can be contacted at atc.aviation.com and tell them Flying Talker sent you. That's atc-aviation.com. Once again, we have some unfortunate news to report. The uh, loss of Jerry Trimbley, one of the true greats SAS cargo for more than 30 years. You know, I've been thinking about 2021 and all the people that have gone. My friend Mike White, the great, I like Mike, former president of CNS, who's alive and well and out there something with uh, pay cargo and some other things he's doing right now, which I'm so happy to hear about. He says when he hears this kind of news, he says, well, someone else went west. And I used to look at the west as like the golden west and look forward to it. This year, I don't think so. I don't want to hear about anybody else going west. I may not travel to California for a while. I might have to just take another year off on top of the two years I've already taken out. Only problem is number one son's out there, so we got to figure out how to get out there and visit with them occasionally. That's probably what we're going to try and do next. But uh, the sad parade is passing by that little bird that sits on our window. You know, I look out. I don't know. That 
about this time gone by, the people we've lost in the shutdown, the pandemic, the passing time, you know, have left us tiptoeing quietly. These people have just gone into eternity. How dare they go? As Dylan Thomas wrote, gentle into that good night. Look, I'll recall the life of Jerry Trimbley, the exceptional air cargo builder who served and guided the fortunes of SAS Cargo here in America for 30 years. Jerry died February 3rd, 2020. Talk about shutdown, locked out. You think you know what's going on. You discover, you know what, what you know going on sometimes is only is about as long as you reach. He was born in 1933 on November the 3rd. He left behind Dolores, his wife of 62 years, lovely Dolores, and a great big hearty family, including eight grandchildren. Jerry enjoyed reading, he enjoyed painting, he loved golf, he loved watching the Yankees, and close to my heart, gardening and raising tomatoes. And of course, as a matter of fact, we actually left a few tomatoes up until just this week of Thanksgiving, but now it's too cold for him. So many things in common. Pass like ships in the night, one of us is gone. He loved playing Santa Claus every Christmas for those eight grandchildren and the rest of the family and himself as well. The very beautiful homage to Jerry with pictures that our late editor Dick Malkin wrote and presented six years ago in 2015. It begins like this. Had the fates been a bit kinder to his earliest aspirations, Jerry Trimbley, a slugging outfielder, would have had a better opportunity of landing a slot on the Yankees or the Cincinnati Reds. But despite visions of baseball glory and fat checks, the Virgilian counsel that the fates would lay down the right path to the future held true to Trimbley's career. Destiny is unshakable. Thus, in 1958, Jerry was to exchange a bat and glove for a highly visible role in the booming new international air cargo industry. He was a calm, consistent, well-reasoned industry voice. And he was not always in step with IATA ideology either. And those days, that was the only game there was. That was that was the beginning, middle, end. There wasn't a lot of media around. There wasn't, well, there was a, some media around, Air Cargo World, a few publications like that. But still, there were only a couple of writers in basically you fell in line or you sometimes often you'd fall out but there he was at cargo shows there he was at clubs out on the west coast check out our flying typers this week of some of the pictures of jerry out on the hustings you know even after years of retirement jerry was inclined to regard the air cargo process as considerably more than a static job there's a route to professionalism which combines elements of experience, knowledge, relationships, and reputation, Jerry said. The path traveled toward authentic professionalization is not much different in the air freight forwarder industry, he added, but overseas the process starts with careful internment ships. Guy from the U.S. went to work for a super northern European airline and right away didn't walk in with an attitude, walked in to learn something, talk, walked in to become better at what he did, walked in to make the industry in this country, this organized industry in this country, that's the big deal.
he walked in to make an air cargo industry better. He was a Renaissance air cargo man, solidly in support of the educated, supple professionalism and procedural practices, especially in the current more complex business service environment. The grouping of candid photos of Jerry that we're running this week, I mentioned a minute ago, at a modern cargo conference circuit from CNS to IATA and at venues elsewhere in the world where he actually blazed the trail that hundreds, if not thousands of others would later step up in front of an audience and occupy. But all of our favorites in pictures comes right down to Jerry and his lovely wife, Dolores, as we remember them very much in love and full of life. Thing was like this uh, luminescence when I'd see those two people together. You know, they were very close to Dick and typically we would be working away very hard and Dick would be working away very hard and we'd be together and then we'd drift apart. Jerry was always with Dick and Jerry was 100% behind the guy that invented modern air cargo journalism and he backed him up they had a very good and lasting and close relationship. But I wasn't that good a friend personally. I just enjoyed the glow these people had around them when they were there. And I always thought no matter what else was going on, I wanted to get me some of that. Jerry joined Scandinavian Airlines in 1955. I'll tell you some more about Jerry in one moment. This is Jeffrey Aaron. I'm back. Uh, so Jerry joined Scandinavian Airlines in 1955, but he began humbly as a warehouse man, loading planes while attending Brooklyn College at night and majoring in economics. He also had time to earn his meteorology license. He met Dolores Scolo in 1955 and they were married on June 14, 1958. Jerry later recalled it was love at first sight. At work, Jerry continued up the ranks being promoted to airport cargo manager, then to salesman, district manager, and finally culminating in director of Cargo North America, a title he held for 30 years. We're ever going to see that again. Following his tenure at Scandinavian Airlines in 1985, Jerry began his own consulting business and also helped to launch Interjet System in Jamaica, New York, serving as president. He retired from Interjet in 2006, but continued his consulting business while enjoying time with his family in retirement. You know, Jerry called me up one day and he said he wanted to do something for Dick Malkin because Malkin was going to retire. And I got together with him. He was over in this, <laughs> in this cobblestone area of Jamaica, actual old cobblestone streets. He wanted to do something for, uh, he wanted to do something for Malcolm. We always called him Malcolm. I never, never corrected him either. It's a matter of respect. If you want to call you Malcolm, that was your name. Not, not that he was a tough guy or anything. He was a sweetheart. But he was, but he was smart and right there and. Called him Malcolm. That was okay with me. Never minded that at all. Neither did Dick either. Dick loved him. 
Yeah, so he's he's consulting and spending time with his family, and I mentioned the other business, playing grandchildren and all the rest of it, in all those years. Yeah, he was just a wonderful guy. I remember he went out on a fam trip. He went to Scandinavia, went to Stockholm. He took everybody out. He did that before anybody was doing that. He was very very early in a lot of different things. I have a wonderful picture running. In our in our flying typers today, of a group of people going to uh, going to Stockholm, and I also remember he took my mom along on that trip. Yeah, my mother was a poet and a writer and somebody who was very encouraged and very ambitious about being a woman in the marketplace very very early in her life. Jerry put her on the plane. Said, "Let's take her over to Scandinavia. She's worked hard for you all your life." So I say we weren't that close, but he was such a magnanimous human being, and he ended up getting some really nice stories. One of the stories I think is in our book on Kennedy Airport, but she was a hell of a great writer.、Uh, won some poetry awards in the 1940s, as a matter of fact. The rest of us departed. Cannot steady the unrest. Of those who follow, that's the very memorable quote from the character Jamal in the movie Finding Forrester. This year of 2021, it seems like no other we have spent in any other time, because we spent so much time recalling the lives of people of our industry who died. I mean, in the case of Jerry, as important as he was, and he was very important, must not be forgotten. But I'm glad we had the chance to share this and to mourn together a bit about somebody who really mattered. Dear Cherry, this holiday time, this Thanksgiving and Christmas, we we think of the sad moments of 2021. We recall Joe Frigger and Buzz Whalen and Peter Hansen and Dave Sharma and the rest of those departed. Cannot steady the unrest of those who follow. Great people who made a difference is the common denominator here. I think what we have to take away from the loss that you can't help sometimes thinking, you know, these guys were old; they weren't young spring chickens. But no doubt, this COVID-19 has has accelerated people out of our lives before they really might have stayed for longer. I mean, I wouldn't say it's always a case. Maybe that becomes a bit of a tale, but. You might know what I mean. I think about these people that I knew in my life, joining the long list of others gone before, and have decided that each one did things with their lives that made our air cargo industry better and the world a better place to live. Jerry, we will keep you in our hearts, close to us, forever. Rest in peace, dear friend. This is Jeffrey Arendt. Let's spend our last minutes this week hopscotching the world for headlines. Never mind 2021. What will Christmas look like in five years? Well, according to the Huffington Post, that talked to Paul Hunter, a professor who's an expert 
in Infectious Diseases at the University of East Anglia, the good professor thinks it's too early for anyone to say if COVID will be impacting Christmas in five years' time, as it depends on so many factors. But he does say and agree, as do some others, that vaccines will not be enough to control the pandemic on its own. Quote, what is probably the last big coronavirus pandemic, it was in 1890, 130 years ago, that one lasted four to five years in total, Professor Hunter revealed. That virus, beta coronavirus, OC43, by the way, is still around, but today is just another cause of the common cold. Maybe that's why they can't find a cure for it. Oh, that's scary. Well, but this time around with COVID, we've had vaccines and we did social distancing. So that time scale could be over the aforementioned beta coronavirus from 130 years ago. That could last even longer. Ugh! prospect of another cause of the common cold would also seem to be an important improvement under the current COVID circumstances. If you can kind of figure that out, sounds like pretzel logic, doesn't it? But you know something? Who wouldn't take a common cold when you think about it over this horror pandemic? Well, meantime, down at the waterfront, in Manhattan, just when you need a bit of a lift. It looks like all hands on deck as they get. New Yorker magazine has a picture of Santa Claus unloading one of those big ocean barges with a million containers all over them. You know what? You wouldn't expect St. Nick to let a kid down, would you? Great cover. Check out the New Yorker. Go online and look at it or Look for it somewhere. It'll make you smile. And speaking of the Grinch, putting him down, but what are you going to do? The JFK Air Cargo Association holiday party scheduled to make a big comeback December 16th in New York City has been canceled. It's done. Finito. Finito. Yeah. His concerns over COVID are just rising, and people that I could see... Not for nothing, as we say in New York. They're looking for one less thing to worry about. But never doubt the party animals will be back looking for their first chance to let themselves run to daylight and have some fun. The way it ought to be. That's it for me. Uh, For your time this time, until next time. Thanks for listening. Be good to each other, will you? And keep them flying. Air cargo. Goodbye. And good night, Joe. Where 
wherever you are. Speak to me. Good, Lou.